Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. My name is Greg Littmer. I am one of the elders of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. And for this episode, I want to turn our attention to Daniel chapter 3, where we're going to note what I'm calling faith in the furnace. Because you see, suffering comes into every life. Daniel 3 addresses the problem of suffering in the sense that it shows a beautiful response that God and three godly men made to it. This is an important point. Our faith in God helps us in times of trial, but sometimes our faith in God causes those times of trial. Whenever one of God's people suffers for his namesake, God will protect and bless that person in ways beyond our ability to understand. Let's look at suffering in the light of the events of Daniel 3. The first thing I believe we must understand as we embark on a study of this chapter is that God is sovereign. This fact is central to true belief. God must come first in our lives, regardless of what the government or evil people do. He is the only true God. Worshiping any other God is worshiping falsely. Let's notice how three young Jewish men dealt with this truth. In Daniel 3 and verse 1, we find Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, the height of which was 60 cubits, and its width 6 cubits. How long is a cubit? It is generally believed that a cubit is 18 inches. So Nebuchadnezzar's image was 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. That was a very large golden statue that he had placed in the plain of Babylon. Let's look now at verses 2 through 5. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent word to assemble the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the satraps, the prefects, and the governors the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces were assembled for the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the herald proclaimed, To you the command is given, O peoples, nations, and men of every language, that at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, bagpipe, and all kinds of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. When the people heard the music, that was their signal to fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar had had erected. That was the command, and they were not given a very good alternative. Look at verse 6. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. The chapter divisions are man-made, but chapter 2, verse 49, mentions Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as if to get us ready for the events of chapter 3. This chapter tells us about the three men in the fiery furnace. 
My friend, sometimes suffering is necessary. When those musical instruments sounded, the people fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Chapter 3, verse 7 tells us, Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, bagpipe, and all kinds of music, all the peoples, nations, and men of every language fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Everybody bowed down before the golden image. That is, almost everybody. In verse 8, some Chaldeans approached the king about a few Jews. Verses 10 through 12 tells us, You yourself, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music is to fall down and worship the golden image. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the administration of the province of Babylon, namely Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have disregarded you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. The accusation was made, and there had to be a response from Nebuchadnezzar. Look at verses 13 through 15. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and anger, gave orders to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now if you are ready at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made, very well. But if you do not worship, you will immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire, and what God is there that can deliver you out of my hands? At that point in time, Nebuchadnezzar did not understand that there was such a God, but he was about to find out. In verses 16 through 18, we see the response of these three men. O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. What a response. Our God is able to deliver us. I think of a similar verse found in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 that describes the Lord as being able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. There are other passages just like that and they all teach us such an important lesson. These three men said our God can save us but even if he doesn't, we are not going to do something that we know is wrong. They had faith that God was able to deliver them but they had not been told what he would do. God is able to deliver us from our woes and our problems, as severe and serious as they may be, all of them. Sometimes he chooses not to, but we can trust in the power of God. These men admitted that they did not know for certain that God would deliver them, and therein lies the test in their corresponding faith. As long as we knew that God would get us out of a predicament, it would not be much of a test of our faith, would it? We realize, though, that sometimes God says no, and we do not know why he says no. 
Nevertheless, we need to have faith like these three young men. Certainly, divine deliverance is impressive. One of the most remarkable deliverances from trial is found in this chapter. Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In verse 19, he gave orders for the furnace to be heated seven times more than it usually was. The workers heating that furnace seven times hotter were accustomed to heating it. Certain valiant warriors in verses 20 and 21 were ordered to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the furnace of blazing fire, trousers, coats, caps, and all. The flame was so hot that when the door was opened in order for the soldiers to drop the men into the furnace, the heat was such that it killed the soldiers. Verse 23 tells us that these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire, still tied up. Apparently the furnace was had, had to have some sort of opening near the bottom that enabled Nebuchadnezzar to look at it and see what was happening. Verses 24 through 25 tell us what he saw. They say, Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astounded and stood up in haste. He responded and said to his high officials, Was it not three men we bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, Certainly, O king. He answered and said, Look, I see four men loosed and walking about in the midst of the fire without harm, and the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Since the King James Version of the Bible says, like the Son of God, there are those who think that the fourth one in the fire was Jesus. A more accurate translation is a son of the gods. Maybe this was a messenger from the God. Maybe it was the Lord. Either way, the truth is obvious that God was with them. He did not leave them alone. Even though they were going through this ordeal, they still had God with them. Let's read the remaining verses, verses 26 through 30. What they reveal is amazing. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the furnace of blazing fire. He responded and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come out, you servants of the Most High God, and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the midst of the fire. And the satraps and the prefects and the governors and the king's high officials gathered around and saw in regard to these men that the fire had no effect on the body of these men, nor was the hair of their head singed, nor were their trousers damaged, nor had the smell of fire even come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel to, to deliver the servants who put their trust in him, violating the king's command, and yielded up their bodies so as not to serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that any people, nation, or tongue that speaks anything offensive against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses reduced to a rubbish heap, inasmuch as there is no other God who is able to deliver in this way. Then the king caused Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to prosper in the province of Babylon. Hebrews 11 verses 32 through 34 in the great catalog of heroes of faith, speaks of prophets who by faith shut the mouths of lions and quenched the power of fire. While the first sounds like Daniel, the second reminds me of these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The stories in Daniel really are all pointing to one lesson. It is to stand up for what you believe, whatever the cost you have to pay. 
In the first chapter, Daniel stood for what he believed. He would not eat the king's food because it would defile him. He did not know what would happen to him, but he refused to do something he believed was wrong. In chapter 3, the three Jewish men who would not fall down and worship the image, even though it meant they would be thrown into a fiery furnace, refused to do so. In chapter 6, Daniel prayed to his Lord that even though there was an edict against it, anyone who prayed to someone other than the king was thrown into the den of lions, but Daniel, anyway, prayed. All these stories serve to encourage us to stand up for what is right, regardless of the consequences. That is one of the best lessons for young people to learn, and not just those who are young. Sometimes we will not be popular if we stand against our friends for what we know is right. Nevertheless, it would surprise some to know what kind of an impression we can make on others. They might make fun of us at some times, but the people respect someone who stands up, stands up for what they believe is right and has the courage in the presence of their peers to say, no, I will not do that. What a valuable lesson for life that is learned in the fire of the furnace. Thanks for listening.